Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy master technician mark salem where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn to talk to mark call 602-508-0960 that's 602-508-0960 now, once again, here's Mark. Well, good morning, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. If you'd like to join us, the phone lines are wide open. If you have a car question or if you have an argument with somebody about who should do this or who should do that or when you should do this or when you should do that, then uh, then we welcome you. Give us a call, 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Can you get those headphones on? Okay. Are you ready? All righty. Hold on. I've got a guest here with me. Um, this is my wife. And uh, and we've been married 417 years. At least. At least. It feels that way. <laughs> Go ahead and say it. You always say that anyway. <laughs> no, you do. <laughs> okay. Oftentimes on this radio station and other places, they talk about the Upside Gas Card. Yes, it's an app. It's an you, app. It's an app that you download on your phone. If you're in a particular area, you hit Find you know um geographically yeah, the lowest yeah, gas price yeah find gas prices around me or whatever okay and then you can pick which gas station you want to go to you hit claim offer and then you've already preloaded your credit cards and it just asks you which one you want to use and then you just fill up with gas and probably 24 hours later you get a credit back on the gas that you just bought so you're going to pay the pump price but then they credit you through your credit card or PayPal or however, you, you know, yeah, you just kind of uh, get a running total through your app and then you can cash out whenever you want to. Okay. Now, when you and I do it, mm-hmm. um, we're, we're in Payson. And so the first thing that you'll do is, is you'll go in and look to see the biggest discount. That's right. And that will be between, if, if I'm wrong, two cents a gallon to upwards to 10, 12 cents? Well, I've gotten up to 25 cents, although right now with the gas prices coming down, it's not as much as it was when the gas prices were over $4 for a regular. Okay, so four, uh, it, it's, a, it's a nickel a gallon discount that's going to be deposited into your ch- checking or whatever account upwards to what's the top end we've seen? I think 25 cents is Okay, the is that biggest. the Circle K over there by the Ace Hardware? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. All right, so so when we're looking for gas, whether it's the diesel, my diesel truck, or whether it's the gasoline for your car, um, you just get on your app, and mm-hmm. what we're looking for is, is really the lowest price, but then the biggest discount, right? That's right, yes. Okay, so you find the lowest price, the biggest discount, and then you claim it, uh-huh. and then I pull in, I use my Discover card, you know that, and you, you've already told them that this is where we're going to do it, and then... But the I don't. This is what I want to ask you: is okay. Why does the money go into your account when we're using my Discover card? That's because it's my app. <laughs> <laughs> I have it on my phone, so I have control. Okay, so in a month's worth of time, 
what just guess i'm not asking you to be specific what kind of a rebate do we have yeah maybe seven or eight dollars it just depends on how many times we've we gone up, up and down the mountain and filled up yes okay mm-hmm. and on on the average fill up like on your car, we do your car a lot. Right. You're, it's a Ford uh, Explorer. Right. And so, like, what? What's two or three dollars? Two maybe. or three dollars. Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. Like right now, I think the most I've gotten recently is nineteen cents a gallon. Okay. So if I take fifteen gallons, you know, something okay. like that. So okay. It's $3. That's like yeah, three dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I just wanted because it, they do advertise on on KKNT that. Right. And we did hear it, and so we decided to try it. Now yeah. we also have another one. Don't we have another gas app? We do. Um, I haven't used that. It's called Open Roads, okay. and I haven't really used that yet. Um, it appears that it's for, like, the motorhomes and uh-huh. stuff when you're going to get in the back and fill up with diesel and that type Hundreds of thing. Hundreds of gallons sometimes. Because right. our diesel holds well over 100 gallons. I, I think, think it's, so. It's, it's more than 50 on each saddle tank, I think. I think it might be 50 on each, Each yes. saddle tank, so uh-huh. 100 gallons. Mm-hmm. And, and so that, that's a, a savings as well. Now, we also use Gas Buddy, the app, to find the cheapest gas. That's right. So we go in, when we're driving around, like in Scottsdale and Tempe and mm-hmm. Phoenix, we just go to Gas Buddy and we find the, uh, the lowest gas and it yeah. tells us where it's at. And then if you push a button, it'll take you there. Yeah. And, I mean, we stay in our geographical area. You're not going to drive five miles to save two cents. You know what I mean? Okay. And most of them right in the area that we typically fill up or about the same price anyway. We do have one up here that's way out of line in the basin, <laughs> yeah. but but most of the time they're all the same price. But so. you know on my diesel, mm-hmm. we on a regular basis we go to Tempe and Chandler. And right. Tempe to the business and Chandler to our house. So there's that Chevron station at the end of Kyrene and the two oh two that's in the Indian reservation. Right. It's is it fair for me to say it's between 50 and 75 cents cheaper a gallon than what we have up here in Payson? At least. At least. Yeah. And when I go in there, I can fill up. And it, sometimes it'll cost me $180 to fill up the tank. It's mm-hmm. a big tank, mm-hmm. but it lasts a long time. Sure. And I only go there. Now, they don't, do, they don't take either of our cards. They don't, uh, no. But, the, but, but they're 50 to 60 to 70 cents cheaper per gallon than Tempe is, than Chandler is, and certainly that Payson is. Yeah. And even if we had the app, it wouldn't be cheaper than that, or if they used the app. So okay. they just put the prices very low. All right. So just one more time. What's the name of the app you use? Upside. Upside. So they go to upside.com, something like that? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh-huh. And then they just fill it out. They get a number. They get a card and all that kind of stuff. And then it's pretty easy. Right. I know. I get out and pump the gas. You have your phone out. Mm-hmm. And you're cl- you claim it before I pull the nozzle. Right. And then all of a sudden, like you said, what, 10 hours later? Uh, a day? Usually it's about a day. A day yeah, later, you 24 get, hours. You get your, your rebate. Mm-hmm. And so it you can you keep track of that. Right. Okay. And I think we've used it. Six months, eight months, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think we've saved maybe $120 um, over that period of time between you and I filling up. And we don't use it every single time because you don't usually use it. Right. So it's mainly Just mean. You. Yeah, mean. Well, $150 only represents one time at the hairdresser. So, I mean, it still pays for that. Oh, it doesn't quite do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. I thought you were going to use bad words. <laughs> I thought you were going to call everybody, use those names you call me all the time when uh, I tease you about that. No, not today. There, there's a couple thousand haircuts that it'd pay for for me. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. all right. Well, I just wanted to talk about the upside ad and the gas stuff that we're saving and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, every little bit helps. And on that um, upside, you have a profile and you can go from gas to diesel like 
you know, if you're going to fill up, I change it to the diesel or I go back to regular. And you okay. can do that. You don't have to have two apps or each of you don't have to have an app. So you can do my truck. Or Well, the truck is the only one. That truck and the motorhome are the only ones that we have that do diesel. Right. But as far as gas is concerned, we've got your car and then we've got a bunch of other, other gasoline-powered vehicles. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. okay, thank you. Thank okay. you. I'm going to turn off your mic so when you set down your, your uh, headphone, it doesn't bust all of our ears. Anyway, Strictly Diesel Service and Repairs up on I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road. Nate is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet in your life. He's also one of the biggest guys you'll ever meet in your life. He is tall and wide. He's the nicest man in the whole wide world, and he has hands like tennis rackets. But when he shakes your hand, he's not hurting you, but you just can feel his sincerity. When it comes to diesel on the north side of town, I-17 and Pinnacle Peak Road, there's nobody better. He also sells additional diesel parts on his website um, 24 hours a day uh, and you can look and look at cold air kits and you can look at uh, different fuel controls and, and, and modules and stuff like that and and he's good but when it comes to when your Ford your Chevy or your Dodge is running poorly has a bunch of codes is leaking diesel fuel won't start won't stay running different colored smoke coming out of the back then strictly diesel service and repair is really the place that you probably should go to 602-508-0960 602-508-0960 the phones are wide open you have a one in five chance if you have a car question and i'm especially good when the husband and wife are arguing about something to do with an automobile and uh, ladies i can be purchased for about dollar and 50 cents and i'll always side with you and guys you just need to know that in advance but of course i'm just teasing you 602-508-0960 the most important thing that i i want to bring across to you is is that i don't want you to pay a premium for a different kind of fuel or a different kind of oil or a different kind of part because in reality, um, I've explained many, many times before that there is a significant, you, you can get a starter with 40 different boxes around it, but in reality, it was made by one company somewhere in China, somewhere in Europe, somewhere in Africa, and it was put in 30 different boxes. So when you're looking at auto parts, um, even like wiper blades and stuff like that, when you look at auto parts, I don't want you to pay attention to the name on the box. I want you to pay attention to the price and the warranty. That's something that's important. In our parts department, um, we buy uh, tens of thousands of dollars worth of parts almost every day, certainly every two days. And uh, my instructions to them are is identify the different part numbers see who locally has that part number and the cheaper the price the le the least my customer s spends for it so if i'm marking my parts up 30% or 40% then the cheaper i buy it the cheaper i'm going to sell it to you to, so that i make my percentage so that's kind of what we do there's four companies that pull oil out of the ground and make oil mobile shell phillips 66 and chevron that's it no matter what can you buy, no matter what label it's got, it's going to have oil from Mobile, Shell, Phillips 66, or Chevron. That's all there is to it. I don't care what your dad told you. I don't care what you read in the Reader Digest magazine. The fact of the matter is, is those four companies pull oil out of the ground and make oil. And, and then as a result of that, they're peddled to everybody who then puts it in a can of, uh, a can of, of their own. So um, for me, I'm a Chevron guy, and I'll tell you why. First of all, the Chevron guy local is, has been a friend of mine for 30 or 40 years. Second of all, we buy in bulk. So when we order oil, we might order 300 gallons or 1,200 quarts of oil.
So we have big 300-gallon tanks. I think, I don't know, we have probably four or five of them. And then there's guns that hang from the ceiling in our shop so we can squirt four or five different weights of oil in your car. So we have a 30-weight gun, which is in the older cars. We have a 1040, a 1030. We have a 520 synthetic. We have a semi-synthetic. So we have all those different guns that we can squirt five quarts of oil in your car, and we can do it in less than 30 seconds, and we don't throw away the plastic bottles. We don't throw away the plastic lids or the cardboard boxes. So from an environmental point of view, that's the reason we've done what we've done. But we also have air off the roof, and we have um, water off the roof, and we have grease off the roof. So we have these hang-down units with six hoses from them, and one of the hoses has shop air in it. And, and for us, it's speedy. We can squirt five quarts of oil in your car in less than a minute or two. And it's going to take the shop a little longer than that to unscrew the lids, punch out the foil, and dump five quarts in your car. For me, it's a savings. For you, it's a savings, and we don't have to throw away all the plastic lids, the plastic bottles. We have to drain the bottles before we can throw them away and all the cardboard it comes with. So it's kind of nice, and there's a lot of shops out there that are doing this as well. I'm not the only one, and I wasn't the first one. But the idea is from an environmental point of view. I'll, I'll finish with this. I am the only auto repair shop in the state of Arizona that's been awarded as many environmental awards as we've won. And the reason why is this, 25, 30 years ago when my wife and I borrowed a whole lot of money to build our shop, we were scared to death that it would turn into an environmental nightmare where the ground was contaminated and be, va and be worth nothing. So as a result of that, we put vegetable oil in our hoists, and we have drains where we have oil, sand, water separators before it goes into the sewer, and so forth and so on. So I'm proud to tell you that even though I'm a cowboy, and even though I'm a car mechanic, I am an environmentalist. And our shop has all kinds of awards, and few other shops in the state of Arizona can match the environmental awards we've received. And we talk about it quietly, quietly but more and more it's becoming more and more important. So for the first time in a very long time, we're raising our hand and saying, hey, we are environmentally responsible, and there's 100 people that would, that the oil companies and the like will tell you that. So anyway, if you have a car question, 602-508-0960. One more time, 602-508-0960. Tune in to Top Gun Retirement Hour with Alan Kiefer. It's time in America for CRT. No, not what you're hearing in the media. Critical retirement thinking. Understand the process and challenges of retirement planning with best-selling author Alan Kiefer. If you want to succeed at the business of retirement, do it with a plan and a retirement coach. Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. Right here on 960 The Patriot. I was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean when it happened. There was a sudden jolt and our submarine crashed on the seafloor. We were in total darkness. That's Dr. Dejana Figueroa, a marine biologist and STEM teacher, talking about a deep sea dive she'll never forget. It's funny, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the ocean. And there I was, two miles below the surface. But as a scientist, you prepare for that. Using our training and a little creativity, we fixed the sub and finished our experiments. The dive was just too important. Every dive gives us glimpses at things few people ever get to see. Blowing creatures, fiery undersea volcanoes. When we got back to the surface, I kissed the ground and called my mom, of course. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that dive for anything. 
Dr. Figueroa uses her passion for STEM to discover new things and make the world a better place. She can STEM, so can you. Check out She Can STEM for more stories and inspiration. A message from the Ad Council. (laughs) Hey, everyone. You know, let's all stop what we're doing right now and take a moment. That felt good, huh? Just like that, we had a nice, special sort of moment. Together. Of course, they don't all need to be quiet moments to be special. They could be loud moments, goofy moments, sporty moments, dorky moments. Moments where we talk or walk or just hang out. It doesn't really matter. They all count. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well... It's pretty momentous. <laughs> Sounds like somebody agrees. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Today, call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Fifty-seven twenty-four. All righty. Uh, I didn't write that down, so that's the reason I said it out loud. It's just on tape so I can find it and know where my break was at. 602-508-0960. Let's go to the phones. Larry, you're up first. No, Corky. I'm sorry. I wrote that down wrong. I remember it's Corky. Corky, you're first. Hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Good. So I have a 2005 Tundra with a V8 engine in it. When I purchased the vehicle, it was had 60,000 miles on it. And it was 10 years since the timing belt had been changed. So I immediately did all that timing belt work. I now have 170. And because of the cost of all the labor and stuff, I just wanted um, probably 20,000 miles over the limit. Because they wanted you to do it at every 90,000 miles. Uh, what's your thoughts on just running it for a little while longer? Well, I think um, what what you really need to do if you did it before, just get the cover, the top cover off enough to where you can look at the back of the belt. So what you're looking for is, is what is the condition of the back of the belt? Because the front of the belt has teeth in it, and that drives the pulleys. But the back of the belt runs on, on the flat part of the idlers and the tensioners. So if it's all cracked up on the back side of the belt, then I'd probably change it. If the back side of the belt looks kind of new, but a little shiny, but kind of new and not cracked, then I I I I tell people eighty to a hundred thousand miles. You go past a hundred, um, there's a big risk that the belt breaks and it bends your valve, and you've just t- taken a a hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty dollar job and made it into the thousands of dollars. 
So Well, the question is, don't they, normally when they do that, they put in a new water pump. That's what happened when I did it initially. They said, well, we'll put the water pump in as part of the whole the whole deal. And I well, said, okay. So Well, here's the reason why. Uh, you're on on a one to ten scale, we're going in. We're starting at one, and we're going in to a depth of ten. The water pump is a nine, so why don't I just do both of them at the same time? It saves you a heck of a lot of money, labor money, because you don't want to do the belt in April and you want to do the water pump in September because you're doing the job twice. The labor charges. Right. So we tell people all the time: let us do the timing belt, let us do the tensioners. Let us do the lower hose because it's got to come off anyway. Let us do the upper hose. It's got to come off anyway. So let us do all the other work you can take advantage of. Well, the guy down the street bid it for $400 and you're at $800. Yeah. Well, tell him to bid the belts and the hoses and the, the coolant and the, and the water pump at the same time. And now let's compare apples to apples. So it, there's yes. a it's a cost savings associated with going in that deep in the motor. So, uh, you know... You, you've gone another. You said you put it in at at, uh, at sixty, and you went to one seventy. So you're a hundred and ten into this new belt or the old belt. Um, have you done right. the water pump yet? I did it when they did the initial belt. Okay. When they did the belt, they did, and all, all that. Right. How many bolt? How many bolts was the water pump? Six. Oh, I don't know. I had it done by a uh, oh. a shop, and they they it was like a nine hundred dollar job. They did everything. Okay. Water well, pump the, uh, belts. Okay. Well, that well, my my point is 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 that um, if you're going to go in there, then um, just spend a little bit more money, get a little bit more service, and, and then you can go another hundred thousand miles with no problem. Otherwise, um, you, you're just rolling the dice. It's just that's all. I, I, and I I don't have a crystal ball, and if I did, I'd be in Las Vegas, and I wouldn't be on the radio talking to cars. So, um, but okay. Thank you, Mark. Uh, don't don't forget this. A hundred thousand miles is four times around the equator. And now it's not four times out around the equator at 70 miles an hour because you're stopping and starting, stopping and starting every day of your life. And then there's all these heat cycles. So you start it up in the morning, and they, and you go through a heat cycle, and you take it to work. And then you start it up at lunch. Then you start it up at 5 to go home. Then you start it up at 10 to go to get groceries for your wife. So you've got four or five heat cycles in the day and, and, and on the mileage that goes with it. So we have to look at the big picture. Uh, and people lose track. 100,000 miles is four times around the equator. So, and you're thinking that you don't want me to replace your water pump that's already been four times around the equator because you want to say, because you, because you don't want to spend an extra $110, which is just the price of the pump because the labor's already covered. So that kind of is the discussion that we typically have. And we don't twist. Our industry is not supposed to twist your arms and make you do things that we think make sense. <laughs> we'll just write down and document that you said no. <laughs> That's all. Anyway, Corky, thank you very much. Thank you. Ron, you're up next. How can I help you? 2000 Chevy Silverado. About a week ago, I went to start it up, and it died. I started it up as long as I kept it accelerated at high RPM. It was doing all right, but when I let it go down to idle, it died. It did that about seven times before it kept running when I would let it idle. Is that something I can take to a mechanic and he can check a few things, or uh, what What do you suggest? Well, I can tell you it's not the fuel pump because you, you're saying that it runs fine at a high RPM, and so it's yes. not a fuel starvation problem, so strike one on the fuel pump. Number two, Mark, what would prevent it from low, from running in the lower RPMs or idling? 
a huge vacuum leak, a huge vacuum leak like the PCV valve line, like the EGR is stuck wide open, like the brake booster is bad. To be perfectly honest with you, the diagnosis on this is for, for gray-haired guys like me is pretty simple. It's not going to be tough. We, I think I'm going to guess intelligently based on what you've told me that we have a huge vacuum leak somewhere. And so the engine is sucking unadulterated air, and by you holding it up in the throttle, you're, you're adding more fuel to it, so it thinks it's doing 60 miles an hour down the road when it's not. It's doing 2,200, 2,500 RPMs in your driveway. So, but I can tell you, it ain't a plug fuel filter problem, and it isn't a fuel pump problem. <laughs> Otherwise, it wouldn't run at those RPMs. So it's got a vacuum leak someplace, and somebody has to find it. And to be perfectly honest with you, there's a 50-50 chance that a technician, a well-seasoned technician um, who's been in the business 30, 40, 50 years, probably can get within 10 feet of it and hear the vacuum leak and know, and, and know automatically that's what they're going to fix. So the answer is, is find a good shop, take it to them, and just or tow it to them, whatever you want to do, and just explain to them and say, I'd like to demonstrate it for you before you start on it. So I'll have it towed. We'll drop it in your parking lot. I'll come over. I just want to show you that it's do- it's doing what it's doing, and then you call me with an estimate. And, oh, by the way, what's your diagnostic charge? And the diagnostic charge okay. could be 50 to $150. Okay. Okay. So if it's idling all right, then he won't be able to hear the vacuum leak. No, you said it would only run at at high RPMs, and when you let it idle, it died. Yes, but but now it will idle. Oh, okay. Well, if if it's idling now, then then you know what I want you to do. I want you to go out tomorrow morning, early in the before anybody gets on the freeway, and I want you to get on the freeway, and I want you to stomp the throttle to the floor, and wait until you get into speed illegal speeds then back off completely until it goes to 45, 50 miles an hour. Then stomp it to the ground. And I want you to run the hell out of that thing tomorrow morning. And I'll bet you that'll fix it. Oh, well, that sounds like fun, too. <laughs> well, and, 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 and just remember, the guy that, when you get stopped by the police for doing 80, and the, you say that the guy that did it, his name is Gil, and he works for KKNT. Take the Patriot with you wherever you go. The 960 The Patriot mobile app. Your Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. It's your voice of reason 24-7. If you want to live like the wealthy, you need to think like the wealthy. Join Ference Toth each week for the Your Personal Bank Show, Saturdays at 9 a.m. Your Personal Bank is a powerful financial tool typically only shared with the ultra-wealthy by the financial industry. Learn how to gain control over your money, create tax-favored income, and access more funds over your lifetime. That's the Your Personal Bank Show with Ference Toth, the show that can change your financial life. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Hey, guys, let's play some video games. This new dad plays video games with his sons. But the challenge feels like he's lifting a metric ton. So many buttons. His avatar just stares at the walls, twists and turns and somehow falls. Help me. He's tangled up in the controller's cords. I just don't understand this crazy digital world. Crazy, crazy digital world. Heroes and worlds. But the love from his kids is totally apparent. Ooh. See, you don't have to 
be perfect To be the perfect parent You should have just played catch You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent Thousands of siblings in foster care will take you just as you are For more information on how you can adopt Visit AdoptUSKids.org A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council Introducing the YMCA What, you already know the Y? Or so you think. Sure, you know the why for a swim, a workout, even a game of hoops. But did you know we're more than that? We're a cause. When you take your jump shot at the why, someone else is getting job training. Take a cardio class while kids are in an after-school enrichment program. Practice your downward-facing dog as a teen practices her leadership skills. That's the why. We work with people no matter their age, income, or background and give them the opportunity to learn, grow, and thrive, all with one simple goal in mind, to strengthen our community. And we've got so much more that does just that. So while you might think of the Y as that place for lifting weights, we're also about lifting entire communities. Introducing the Y. We're so much more than a place. We're a cause. Visit ymca.net slash more. Maybe it's time to take a fresh look at everything we thought we knew about landing a great job. For instance, what if phenomenal careers start at the middle school science fair instead of at the job fair? If being the captain of the robotics team means just as much on a college application as being captain of the football team. And if knowing the quadratic formula is every bit as important as knowing the right people. Well, the fact is, the jobs of the future will be heavily geared towards science, technology, engineering, and math. In other words, the future is STEM. More opportunities, better pay. And the road to these great jobs starts as early as middle school. So if you're a student, talk to your school counselor about STEM. If you're a parent, talk to your kids. Because the job you'll get in the future may very well depend on what you do today. A public service message from America's Navy. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org to learn more. All about that demon so if you want to complain about the radio show, then you call KKNT during the morning hours or afternoon hours and you ask for the general manager and you're going to complain about Gil, who's the operations manager on weekends and also the audio engineer. He's the one that tells me what to say. He's the one that feeds me all the honoriness. <laughs> and just say, Gil needs to get Mark under control and that would work just well. Anyway, we're going to go to the phone straight off. John, you're up first. How can I help you? Yeah, I got a 98 Grand Marquis, and when I turn the key on to, to start the car, the uh, windshield wipers come on for two strokes, and then they turn off. Okay. Uh, most of the time, it's in the park mechanism of the, uh, of the uh, wiper motor. So I think what I would do if I were you is open up the hood and find the wiper motor and just unplug it and see if that eliminates the problem altogether, and it should. Um, I also, uh, is it possible that you're parking it with the wipers on 
and you're shutting it off before you let the wipers come to a rest? Is that possible? Um, I mean, can I do that, or is no? It, it, see, people will pull in, into their garage and they'll just turn the key off, and they won't no. shut the wipers off first and then shut the key off. Is that cause, could that could you be doing that accidentally? No, I don't think so because okay. you know I most you know, I put it in park and then or turn it off and then put it in park. Okay. Well, t- to be honest with you, your Grand Marquis is a very old car, and the technology is kind of old, and I don't know if it's got the ability to see moisture on the windshield or something like that. But I would start, you could start by disconnecting the battery's uh, negative cable, and let's just reboot the whole system. You could try there. Then the second thing you do is, is if you found that you got the two-flap every time you, you start the car up, then I would disconnect the wiper motor, and that for sure should make it stop doing that. And then I would plug it in after a while and see what happens. But more than likely, the the wiper motor and the electronics in the wiper motor is causing you, it to flap, unless you have something in the windshield that tells about moisture. And if you have something in the windshield that tells the computer that there's moisture on the windshield, then the wipers would activate. I, I don't know what it is, but I can tell you it would probably take a half an hour to an hour to diagnose it. But I think my ideas are better. Let's start by disconnecting the negative cable at the battery. You'll have to reset your clock. And then if that doesn't do it, let's disconnect the wiper motor and see what happens. That's what I'd do. Okay? Can I ask you another question about it? Go ahead. It, it takes uh, about six seconds. It's a long time to, to turn over when, when you crank it. You first crank it. Okay. Does it crank over at the same speed and then finally start? Yeah. Okay, so it goes, it doesn't go, it goes, right? Okay. This is what I want you to try there. This is a diagnostic procedure. I want you to turn the key to the on position, but not to the start position, and count to three. Then turn the key off, then turn the key on, just to the on position, and count to three. Do that three times. Then start the car. And if you say, Mark, if I prime the system like you described, turn the key on for three or four seconds and then shut it off, it starts up immediately. And then I'm going to say, okay, well, you're losing fuel pressure overnight, and it's probably the check valve or the return valve that goes back to the tank. It's an easy find and fix, or you can live with it, or it's going to cost you a couple hundred dollars to fix it. And I've taught you how to, to, to go work around it by just cycling the key on, counting to three, and off. Not crank, just on. Those are the two things. This isn't an easy one. It isn't a hard one to diagnose. It's just a little expensive to fix. Okay? Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you very much. Robert, you're up next. How can I help you? Yes. Hi, Mark. Um, like you, uh, Love your show. I got a real-time situation here. Took my uh, 2014 Camry hybrid into a shop. Had some uh, regular maintenance done. Um, a radiator flush, and the uh, you know service tech calls me back and says I've got a stuck um, uh, thermostat. So okay, you know, kind of unusual. The car hasn't had any problems at all. Ninety-seven thousand miles. Then he calls me back and he says. Uh, the water pump, the electric water pump is shot. So I'm just wondering, am I getting reamed here, do you think? Well, let me ask you a couple questions. Where's yes, the gauge sir. running at when you're driving the car? It's perfect. It's right in the middle. Been there 
I, I've had the car for seven years. No, no, no. This is question and answer. Forget the superfluous stuff. Okay. So you're okay. saying that it runs between half and three quarters on the gauge? Half. Never, never above half. Okay. Well, then you're getting reamed. I don't know what else to tell you. So let me get this straight. First, we have a problem where the water pump's bad, and then we have this problem. We have these, these different issues, and you don't have any of the symptoms. You have none of Correct. the symptoms. So, so then it's, and then, and then here's your self-defense mechanism. Oh, let me tell you something. My daddy's a mechanic from a hundred years ago. Why don't you send me a message and tell me exactly what it is I need and just put the prices in there as well. Here's my email address and I'm going to send it to my dad and I'll call you back. They'll never put it in writing because what they're telling you is bull. Okay. Okay. So you already that's, know the car is fine. They're giving you symptoms that would cause that needle to bury on the right, to go into the red. This right. is the worst of our industry. You need to find a new place to change your oil. Okay, got to run. Todd, you stay right there. We'll be back picking you up in about three minutes. I'm Scott from the History Unplugged podcast. History can be a bit of a tongue twister with its weird sounding names of people, places, and things, but it really isn't that confusing. History is the story of who we are and how we comport ourselves while soaring to victory in battles over forts, seaports, and cities that fortunately thwarted the schemes of villains and their blood sports, like the 1415 Battle of Agincourt. It's about legal battles in courts, about the contortion of torts over the retorts of consorts that turned into kangaroo courts. I exhort you to listen to History Unplugged on the podcast player of your choice, and you can listen to it while wearing shirts, shorts, skirts, skorts, or jean jorts. I'm Dwayne Patterson, in this week for the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt, brought to you in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. This week, the classified document scandal keeps growing for President Biden. I have no regrets. There's no there there. All this and more. Join us for our program and sign up for our podcast at townhallreview.com. Sundays at 7 p.m. on KKNT 960 The Patriot. It only takes a minute to find out if you may have prediabetes. And you can do it at doihaveprediabetes.org. But you're probably not going to. Nope. I'm sure you've got a perfectly good excuse. Kids, work. (laughs) I get it. You're busy. So what better time than now? Let's begin. Raise one finger if you're a man. Ladies, none yet. Oh, count in your head if you're driving. Now, three more fingers for everyone over 60, two over 50, one over 40, One more if you're not physically active. Another finger if anyone in your family has type 2 diabetes. Another if you've got high blood pressure. If you're overweight, raise another finger. Two if you're very overweight. And three if you're really overweight. You've just taken the world's first audio prediabetes test. And if you're holding up five or more fingers, visit doihaveprediabetes.org or talk to your doctor. There's no excuse because prediabetes can be reversed. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot, uh, hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. 
For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Thousands of young people are dying from counterfeit prescription drugs laced with lethal doses of fentanyl. Never take a pill unless it comes from your pharmacist. We lost my 18-year-old son who had a very bright future ahead of him, and it was stolen. Just one counterfeit pill laced with fentanyl can kill. Visit OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org. OnePillKilled.org to learn more. Welcome back, everybody. 43 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. If you, uh, I got room for maybe one more call, maybe two, if you want to try it, 602-508-0960. And I'm going to take Todd. Todd, good morning. How can I help you? Hey, Mark. Thank you for taking my call. I have a 2002 Ford Excursion that a cargo trailer that was not good got hooked up to my trailer, and it blew my dash. I have no radio, no window control. I've uh, replaced all the fuse, well, not replaced, but I found a fuse that was bad, and I pulled all the others out, and they were all good. I've swapped some relays. I called a mobile mechanic, and he's like, it's beyond his capability, and I'm just looking for a place that I could possibly take that truck to. On a 1 to 10 scale, for a gray-haired guy like me, that's probably a 4. Okay. Um, um, it's got a, It's got a fuse link that's burnt. You just have to find it. And a fuse link is a piece of wire that has a specific load, and at the end, it, if you exceed the load, it burns within the wire. So the insulation isn't burned most of the time, just the wire inside burns. So you grab a hold of one end of the fuse link and you pull on it, and it stretches out, and the wire's broken, and bingo, bingo, bingo. Where do you live? What part of town? I'm in Whitman, north of Surprise. Okay. Um, Auto Dynamics in Sun City, or... Okay. Um, or uh, hold on just a minute here. I'll get you down. Um, if Auto Dynamics doesn't want any part of that, then I think you ought to go to Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue in Indian School. I don't okay. have anybody closer to you that I really trust. I want to tell you something. This is no big deal. This is going to be a major fuse somewhere along the line, and it's probably on the on the connection between the trailer you were pulling and the and the receptacle. Um, it's uh, it's just. We wiped out a complete circuit. You lost a lot of things. Once we find where that fuse link is burnt and fix it, and the trailer's disconnected, and probably we're going to disconnect that plug at the back of your... You've got a, probably a seven-pin bargeman plug, the big round plug on the back of your excursion? Yes. Okay, okay. Um, do you know how much that excursion's worth right now? Do you have the 7.3 diesel in it? No, it's a, a 5.8 V10. Oh, Okay. Uh, I know a couple of guys that were looking for the early 2000, 2001, 2, and 3 excursions with the diesel in them, and they're paying $40,000 for them. $40,000. Wow. But i got to tell you from an old point of view, that that Suburban, or that not Suburban, but that excursion with that 7.3 big buck diesel, that's the king of all kings. You got a nine passenger car, you got it rear air front air, you got this giant motor underneath the hood. And it is it is it's what in its in, in my day it was a fifty five Chevy with a you know, a three twenty seven in it. That was the hot rod car. Or if you got a fifty five Chevy and you put a four oh nine in it, that was really even better. 
But the early model excursions with the 7.3 are just really, and if they're in really nice shape, they can even go higher than that. I'll tell you just a quick story because nobody else is on the line. My son bought an excursion from one of our customers, and he fixed it up in the most amazing way with tires and wheels and suspension and window tinting, and he did a bunch of work to the diesel. He renovated the fuel delivery system and the injectors and all kinds of stuff. I loved it, and I said, you know, I'd really like to buy that from you. He goes, it's not for sale. I said, okay. So through the grace of God, I'm out messing around on a Saturday, and I meet a guy who has an excursion that's the twin brother of the one my son has. So I buy his, and I take it to to work, and I walk into my son's office, and I said, here's the keys to my new excursion. It's out front. I want you to do everything you did to yours to mine. So he calls me up, and he's in hysterics, and he goes, Dad, there is no difference between your your excursion and mine They're, uh, uh, other than a year apart. He says, yours is one year newer. And I says, everything you did to yours, except I want leather in mine, and you put cloth in yours. And he goes, oh, you do got to trump me, don't you? And I says, yeah, because your mother likes leather, and she's going to be driving it too. <laughs> and so I just tell you, those old excursions are really worth a lot of money right now just because of the monster motor that's underneath the hood if it's a diesel. So right. and, and never, it, it, you, you, already, you already have one, so you already know that even with the gas motor, they, they hold their own in just about every environment. So they're good vehicles. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. All right. Good luck to you. Anyway, when it comes, and we don't have anybody else, right, Gil? Actually, we do have a caller, Kathy. Kathy. Kathy, good morning to you. How can I help you? Hi, good morning. So um, I'm interested in purchasing a one-owner 03 Honda Element, and my son is advising me against it because they know, Honda no longer makes Elements, and so he's worried about parts. So she said, go for more like a Civic or an Accord or a CRV. So what do you think? Which, what would your advice be on that? Well, I, I, I respectfully disagree with your son, but I, I admire him for caring enough to comment. Obviously, you're, you're his well, mother. Um, there's uh-huh. nothing we can't find for your element should it need anything there's nothing out there we can find anything we want so it's it's it is true it is true that once the vehicle gets to be 20 years old then it might be hard to find parts but we have a parts Mm -hmm. department that purchases i don't know millions of dollars a year of parts and we're not struggling with finding parts for cars we can find them we can find them okay it's been years um it has a, it's an O three with sixty seven mile sixty seven thousand miles on okay. it. One now, owner. But so. but before before you buy it, um I'd like mm-hmm. you to, to do you have a garage that you normally have do your oil changes and are they more than an oil change shop? So I've I currently I, I own a O nine Nissan Maxima but I've been wanting to get more kind of like um a small SUV type, but I've always uh, admired the element style. No, 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 no. You're so missing my I point. Can't... Who do you use? Don't give me the name. Do you have a shop that you use for normal maintenance? I, like I was saying, I have a Nissan, so I take it to the dealership. Okay. So. Okay. What part of town do you live in? I live in Litchfield Park. 
Litchfield Park. Well, I would go to MarkSalem.com and find a shop, an independent shop that's close by you. I would go get the, or I would ask the owner of the element to meet you at that repair shop, and I would make arrangements in advance to have the repair shop do a, a pre-purchase review of the car. And that's where they will tell you what's fine and what's not fine and what the cost of not fine is. So it it might sound like this. The car is in great shape, but it needs hoses and belts. All the rubber is going to cost you $411.50. I see nothing Mm -hmm. else it needs. The tires are not 10 years old. The rest of the car is in good shape. The spark plugs aren't due anymore. The air conditioning blows cold. I don't see any bushings underneath that are bad. I don't see any ball joint. I don't see any abnormal tire wear. That's what you want, a pre-purchase inspection that can cost you between $100 and $200. Then you can negotiate with the person you're buying it from and have them participate in the work that needs to be done. So it's called a pre-purchase inspection, and it should cost between $100 and $200, and I would find someone in that area to do that for you. Meet the owner with the car there and ask the shop if they would point out to you the defects they see because we like that. My industry loves to have the man or the woman there. Look at this bushing right here, ma'am. See how that rubber's half gone and it's sticking out over here? Look look right over here. Here's the same bushing, and that one's in great shape. So look at the contrast between that bushing on the driver's side and that bushing on the passenger side. Look over here. You see this wetness right here? That's an oil leak. It's from the power steering system. If you look up there, I'm shining my flashlight right on the high-pressure hose, and it's leaking at the fitting of the high-pressure hose. That's going to run you about $300. And the tires look good. They're a little worn on this one side, which would indicate that there might be an alignment, but that's a $99 alignment. That's what you want mm-hmm. is someone to look the car over for you. That's what my mm-hmm. advice would be. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much. Okay, good luck to you, Kathy. It's, um, it's, not, it's not a big deal to buy a car that's an 03 um, as long as it's priced appropriately. And under the best of conditions, we all hope that the owner was the original purchaser and has a three-ring notebook with every gasoline receipt and every repair they ever did. Those are the kind of people I want to buy cars from. <laughs> That's where I want to buy my cars. So hopefully, Kathy, you'll find that out. Who's on the phone? Say hello to Don. Don, good morning. Good morning. Uh, this is about my niece's car. It's a Fusion. It's about five years old, and I'm going to guess about 30,000 miles. Unfortunately, okay. she read online that it would be a good idea for her to change every fuse in the car. Uh, they don't go bad. I've probably changed five fuses in my whole life in cars. So uh, is this really necessary? What is going on here? Th- that's just a bunch of horse crap. <laughs> that there is nothing about a fuse that wears out. The f- okay. the fuse is a one-time fuse. If you overload the circuit it pops. That's I, it. I get it. <laughs> I say, just, I just wanted t- to hear from you that I'm not crazy Oh, no, here tell her this. What part of town does she live in? In surprise. Okay, you tell her say say this. Mark Salem in Tempe has a shop and he says for $200 that he will do this. He'll pull all your fuses one at a time. He'll use compressed air and blow out the fuse panel. He'll put the fu- a new fuse back in with a, just a t- 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 Q-tip full of dielectric grease that helps c- control corrosion and ensures a good connection. And he'll take the blade and he'll go, pss, pss. he'll wipe the blade with a Q-tip with dielectric grease on both sides. Ch- ch- 
He'll take the old one out, put the new one in. He'll give you all the old ones in a plastic box for your glove box so you have extras, and he'll do it all for $200. I am making fun of that operation. I'm I, not going to do it at all. But I, but <laughs> it would take about an hour to pull that off. But that's silly. And, and, and change the question. Mark, how many times has somebody been towed in because a fuse blew? Well, the fuse, <laughs> we don't ever put a fuse on the fuel pump. Yeah. So the fact of the matter is, is you might lose your air conditioning or you might use your electric windows or your wipers or you might use your blower motor, but you're not going to lose spark and fuel delivery on a fuse. And, so, and does replacement fuses last anywhere near as long as the original equipment fuse? They're all the same. Fuses the don't same. have a born-on date. Um, I'm quite sure we have fuses in inventory that we've had for 20 years. I'm quite sure because we stock every fuse that it's ever made, and I'm sure some of them haven't been touched in 20 years. So it's just a crazy thing that somebody thought up to scare the heck out of ladies, and now they'll go in and have all their fuses changed. And and, and here's the thing. How about the cabin filter? How about the rear carpet? You know, tell her that Mark said this. If you don't change the rear carpet, then it gets wet. And then when it gets wet, the water goes through the carpet and it begins to rust the floor. Then what happens is if someone gets in the back seat, the floor is rusted. They step on the floor, their legs go down, and pretty soon it's like a Fred Flintstone car where they're trying to stop the car because their legs are sticking out of the floor, which is nothing. I've, I've never seen anything like that, but that's how silly this idea is. I get it. Okay. Uh, thank you. Unfortunately, we have gray hair, and she doesn't. She's not going to listen to us. Well, so. okay, then to do this, do this. Tell her, honey, do me, do you a favor. Call around to three or four shops and just ask them, would you bid how much it's cost to replace all my fuses for me? I think that the bid will scare her away. Well, actually, she's going to try to do this herself. So. Okay, well, tell her she needs Q-tips and dielectric grease, and she better get good fuses. All right. Thank okay, you so thank you, much. Thank you. All righty. My email address is mark at marksalem.com. Mark with a K at marksalem, Salem like the cigarette, dot com. Mark at marksalem.com. If you want to take me to task, you can. If you want to disagree with me, you can. If you want to come work for me, you can. <laughs> and and I, I'll tell you just a little bit, a bit about myself. I started working on cars in 1968 when I was in high school, and I worked at Ken's Broadway show at Broadway and Priest. He taught me a lot. Ken's dead now. But back then, in the rambunctious days of gas station owners on the freeways, it was a little rambunctious back then. Your moms and dads will remember that. Anyway, so Ken taught me what to do, and more importantly, he taught me what not to do. And from there, I went and I became a policeman for a while, and then I opened up my own repair shop in 1979, and my wife and I have been partners. She handles the money and the books, and I handle the shop and the, and the people, and... Uh, and we've been in business since 1979. I'm an ASE Master Certified Technician, and Master means there are eight automotive tests, like transmissions, air conditioning, electrical system, brakes, ABS, engine management. They have all these different tests. I've passed them all. That means I'm a master. And then after a while, when you have age and years of service, you don't have to test anymore, so you are a Master Technician Emeritus. Otherwise, you're retired, kind of. So at the end of the day, I do lots of work for law enforcement and the like. So I'll see you next Saturday right here on KKNT. Every Saturday from 10 to noon, we're here talking about cars.